Demons Discuss TV Show Review, Season 2, Episode 5. Welcome to Demons Discuss, the unofficial podcast about the All Souls universe and the topics that orbit it. We are your hosts, Angela, Jean, and Valerie. I am Valerie, and with me is Angela and Jean. Hi, guys. Hello. Hello. What are we talking about today, Angela? We're talking about A Discovery of Witches, Season 2, Episode 5. We journey from Yay! England to France. Big people Ooh. to meet. Big people to meet. A person. Or, or a person. <laughs> Big person to meet. Yes. I can't wait. I wonder who. Oh, <laughs> who could it be? All I know is when the previews came at the end of episode four, I was going bananas. Bananas. Oh. You know, that makes me think of that Gwen Stefani song. Yes. Holla <laughs> <laughs> <of> that girl. Holla <laughs> <of> that girl. <laughs> I am so dating myself. Anyway. Oh. I was going B-A-N-A-N-A-S. <laughs> <laughs> See, I can spell bananas just like I can spell Mississippi all because of a little jingle. A little rhyme. M-I-S-S-I-S-S-I-B-B-I. All right. And now it's time to pay our bills. Yay! Still on? Are you going to get the brass band like Hellebrecker? This podcast is sponsored by our very generous listeners. They keep us ad free. How? By pledging at least $2 a month. Listeners, help keep us afloat. No need for us to follow advertiser rules and reading copy badly. And the advertisers promptly dropping us for reading the copy badly. Mm. So thank you, patrons, for saving us from ourselves. (laughs) Jean, it is your turn to entice our other listeners. Oh, I'm all about the enticements. Just don't tell the state bar. (laughs) So if you become a patron, you get all kinds of stuff. You get our double dose of demons on the off weeks with our after show because we like alliteration. Mm. As you go up the mountain of sponsorship, you add tears and swag and more swag and stickers and magnets and totes and demon and whatever roulette. and whatever Val dreams up. Yay. Along with demon roulette, <laughs> demon roulette. <laughs> I can't talk. See, and that's why advertisers would drop us. Right. Yes, because we we would screw up the commercials every time. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So I would like to personally thank all of our patrons, especially the new ones out there who are signing on for like a year. Wow. Welcome. That's a lot of faith, guys. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So let's talk about our random patron sponsor of today. I need a drum roll. Yay! Our random patron sponsor today is Darlene Cothran. Thank you, Darlene. Thank you, Darlene. Darlene. She's a lovely friend of ours that drew all of our panels in New Orleans, wasn't she? Oh, yes. Yes, yes, yes. yes. That was like the cutest caricature ever. Yes. (laughs) I should put that in the show notes, shouldn't I? Yeah. You should. I'm totally doing it. Mm Mm-hmm. So in this episode, we are going to attempt to only discuss the TV show, what's presented to us on screen. We will try, try is the operative word, to avoid book spoilers. So for those of you who have not read the books and still plan to do so, you can listen to this first part of the episode, and then we will announce going into the spoiler zone. After that, you have the option to stop the episode and catch up with us later. Those of you who don't mind about spoilers, don't care, whatever, keep going. And then we'll talk about the book and TV show comparison and anything else that comes to our mind. You guys have anything else to add? I think you covered it. It's covered. All right, let's move on. So let's start the wagon, guys. Let's go. Let's go. Take this trip. It's a long trip. I thought we started it already because it's cold outside today. Let <laughs> it warm up. <laughs> the remote started. Did someone hit that? <laughs> yeah, someone hit the remote start so the heater kicked on. And the ba- Boy. I want it warm. I'm not getting in the back until it's warm. <laughs> <laughs> It's nice that you retrofitted our wagon with a remote start. Yeah, I wasn't sure if, it, yes. if you could do that with our model, <laughs> our 70s yeah, actually model. You can. Yeah, well, I took You'd be surprised what they can retrofit. We could probably even retrofit heated seats, but, you know, the bench seats are a custom call. Jean, put a sweater on. Let's go. We got to go. Okay. We, we got a motor. <laughs> 
Thanks for the pate. I got a <laughs> All right. So when we oh. last left off in 1590, we're headed on a journey. And we open up at Mont Saint-Michel. And Philippe has sent a welcoming committee. Uh, oh, all on beautiful black horses. Thank you for the Devil Swartzman for supplying those horses, by the way. Ooh, thank you. Like they sponsored us. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, well, no, I brought it up because they don't get enough credit. And they've got a really beautiful Instagram account. Oh. Uh, and they do tons of equine stunt work is how they put it. Oh. So. Our wary crew, they bid Galaglas adieu. He's headed towards Bohemia. Bohemia. I almost said Prague, but Bohemia. Let's be specific. Mm-hmm. And he'll meet them there. So, yeah. bye Galaglas. He's his father's son. Yep. <laughs> And we roll into the opening credits with that lovely music and back in London. Wait. Oh, wait. Yes. There's something that Matthew keeps saying all through this episode and he kicks off right at the beginning when he's given Diana the first, you know, bolus of advice. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, go. Go And when she she said, um, mentioned the welcoming committee and said, you know, is it a welcoming committee or something else? And Matthew's response is, well, that's a complicated question. Mm. It's, oh right! What she said, friend or foe? Yes, is going to yes. be complicated. Yeah, yeah. which we are soon to find out. Yeah. Mm. So then, wait, no, I'm still wait. <laughs> oh, there's yeah. more. Okay. Yeah. Oh, yes, more. yes, because <laughs> go, Angela. Um, the opening. Okay, it's the same opening as that we've always seen for the past four episodes. But I was just noticing something different in our even our review. We just described it as past, present, future colliding, and Deb recently described it as a palimpsest. But I noticed the color. It's blue and amber throughout, alternating. And what do we know to be blue yes. and amber? Time. Time. So that's something that's really cool. I mean, honestly, I keep saying it, but uh-huh. I, I always felt that they read the books, but they really did read the books and they took such care yeah. to bring the books to the screen. And she also raises the issue of it being a palimpsest. Mm-hmm. Like when we were talking about first season was all about our ears and listening. And this opening is all about seeing. Yes. I mean, it's kind of like... Queen Elizabeth's little slogan too. And it's almost matter. you almost notice and pick up different things as the mm-hmm. episodes go on because you see what the what visuals are from what episodes. So it's mm-hmm. almost yeah. a cumulative and, effect. And for me, I mean, I agree in some respects it's a palimpsest, but I also think it's like a kaleidoscope because mm-hmm. it's like you turn and it changes, turn and it changes. I mean, as you're bringing it up right now, every episode is it's not like it's it's the same introduction, but not. Right. It's not the same thing twice. And, and I'm curious to see at the end of 10 episodes, go back and watch it. Then you see exactly what scenes are from where and why are they in that sequence? Does it make any any more difference? And why are the things that are blended together, blended together yes. the way they are? Yes. I mean, it's so clever. And I can't, I was shocked to see some people didn't care for that intro <gasps> because they wanted Matthew and his voiceover. But I'm like, but, mm, but, but there's so much, it's so rich. And yes, I mean, I, I'm curious to see what they're going to do for next season, because what sense are they going to appeal to? Okay, did I? Okay, this is kind of a break for control audience, so forgive me. Did I read correctly that next season's going to be seven episodes? Yes. Seven. Yeah. 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 Unless they're two hour episodes, this is going to be a wild, it's going to be Mr. Toad's wild ride. (laughs) (laughs) Hang on to your panties, people. Uh, let me get back in the car. We had to take a little rest break. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> All right. Are we back in London now? Yes, we are. We are. Yes. Okay, yes, good. And, and mornings are most objectionable. <laughs> I know. I'm like, kid, you are all of us. <laughs> like, oh, my God. It's like you speak my heart's feeling, you know? <laughs> mm. So we're in a pub with a drunk leftover kit in the AM. Oh. I feel it. I've been there. (laughs) He did not get the memo. (laughs) You've got to go home, but you can stay here. Apparently, the London pubs are on the same schedule as some of those 23-hour licenses in Chicago. (laughs) Do they still have those? Where they can serve all night and then they just have to close for an hour to clean? I think that they do. I mean, it's been a while since I, because I, growing up in Milwaukee, we used to jet bar clothes to Milwaukee and go to Chicago and finish the night out there. Uh, It's been a while, a long while since I've done that, but I think they still do. Mm. Yeah. So Kit, after, you know, drunkenly tipping his service people. (laughs) Tip your servers. Begrudgingly. Begrudgingly. He heads out. After after he almost stabs. (laughs) I know. 
us that too. <laughs> I think it's more like, yeah, please don't call the constable on me. <laughs> so he heads out and faces the sunshine for the first time in hours yeah. and sees what appears to be some kind of curbside debauchery. There's some transactional love going right. on. So he yells at the dude. <laughs> I don't just, know. <laughs> I'm just going to put a clip in here. <laughs> Everybody needs to hear this. Yeah. Good Lord, man. No manners. Do you hear me? Man, it's daylight. Take that whore back to your lodgings. Best not be here when I come back. Kit. Louisa. Brings you to London. Oh, a need to escape the tedium of Venice, mainly. So I came to see my brother, but it seems Matthew isn't at home. Yes, he's away to France. Summoned by our father, no doubt. And why aren't you with him? Aren't you two joined at the hip? Not these days. Seems I'm surplus to requirements. There's much to discuss. I was, right. I was surprised, though. All of a sudden, Kid had a lot of propriety. Like, oh, we're doing this here? How dare you? <laughs> no. how, how, how unseemly. <laughs> and did you also notice right next to his head, there was a Tudor rose? Oh, no, I did not. Painted I did on not the either. doorway? Mm. Yeah. So after he calls Louisa a whore, and he doesn't yeah. know it's Louisa, um, and he's like, oh, Louisa. Hey, how are you? <laughs> what up, girl? <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, boy, have I got some shit to tell you, girl. Uh, she's like, oh, Venice was such a bore. I thought I'd come visit my brother Matthew. <laughs> Did you notice, oh, really? though, she was feeding on the guy and then he calls her a horse that gets her attention. So she turns her head and there's blood dripping from her mouth. And she realizes, hey, kid, how you doing? She takes What's the that? guy. She takes the guy's arm and wipes her mouth. <laughs> well, it wasn't was own arm. It was his arm. <laughs> it was so brilliant. Yes. That she had the foresight. She didn't want to ruin her dress. Right. Flavor was beautiful. <laughs> that is so Louisa. I love it. Oh my god, she's a, she's a little bit of a littering problem though. Yeah, yeah I mean, I've, I've got to say, the, the, talk about an introduction to a character. She was fucking awesome. Yes, I agree. I was like, okay, this woman is absolutely batshit crazy. Mm. <laughs> There's no debating it. It's like I'm here, <laughs> and you know, they get reacquainted, and Kit's like, yeah, Matthew's not here. He's oh, girl, we need to talk. Yeah. Mm. I'm like the plus one. <laughs> we need to talk. So we leave them there and we're back on this journey. We're in France writing with Matthew and Diana. They discuss revolutions, the French Revolution and the sexual revolution. I mean, uh, my my first thought was like, oh, why is she bringing up the sexual revolution? Oh, she I think she's a little thirsty right here. (laughs) Well, I think she was also talking about the fact that she had a ride side saddle and she couldn't wear pants. Yeah, that too. But I'm just thinking, hmm. Well, I was going to say if she could wear pants and not have to ride side saddle, it might alleviate some of the other problems. Too. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you got to do what you got to do. Clippity clap, clippity clap. Oh, that's better. It's, it's not a, it's, it's it's not a motorcycle, but it's close. It'll do if you gallop a little bit. <laughs> Matthew's like, slow down, Diana. I can't. <laughs> <laughs> Be careful of that pommel. <laughs> Good. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and flashback to Out London. Out of the ditch. <laughs> yep. <laughs> flashback to London. Kit and Louisa have had their conversation. Louisa's trying to distract Kit because she can tell Kit still loves Matthew. I mean, she's not happy about the witch. But, oh, you know. well, yeah. I mean, I love Kit's line here when he she's like, oh, well, he's enchanted. He goes, well, he's enchanted by love, not sorcery. Yeah. Kit was pretty lucid and pretty yes. factual for him again. Yeah shocked yeah. me. Weird. Yeah, I kind of like this lucid 
cat. Yeah. I do too. I mean, she promises to fix this stuff mm-hmm. with Matthew. Oh. <laughs> she's so great. This this whole little exchange, there were so many great lines and her gears are grinding so loud. Yeah. She's like, hmm. Oh, so he still troubles you. Oh, still can't really? Mm. It's broken and yet it still beats for him. Oh. It's and like, then she goes in for the kill. Yeah, I know. So and like, he's like, I'll fix this bitch. <laughs> yeah. It's like, oh, so I guess you are bisexual. Mm. And see, and that's why I was wondering about his rebuff to her. Was it because mm-hmm. he was homosexual or was it more, you know, I'm just not, not feeling it. You're not Matthew. Yeah, I think it was more he wasn't feeling it because it sounded like they'd been playing games in the past. In the past, in the past right. Because she she expected him to react, which made me think they had some yeah. sort mm-hmm. of history, right. which I also like that subtle bit in there because that right there and the fact that they put that element into their relationship takes is one more step away from him just being that tropey gay villain. Yeah. Which is nice. All right. So now we're back with Matthew and Diana in the province of Anjou. I guess I'm pronouncing that right. Mm-hmm. Um, they discuss the Catholics that won't accept a Protestant king. Matthew pretty much says that Philippe really doesn't care about the sides, you know. <laughs> yeah, we, we get that whole exposition about how he's more concerned with keeping France from itself. fracturing itself yeah. and saving it from itself. We'll touch on that some more in the spoiler zone. So they discuss the armed guards and... And Matthew looks at it as a reminder to the ties to the Declaremonts. And it's more like a shackle to the Declaremonts versus they're looking out for him. She, yeah, he's, he feels he's, like a prisoner. He's extra pissy. Yeah. And he's very resentful and angry. It's like, dude, you're forgetting all the privilege this gives you. Right. Yeah. It gives you an awful lot of latitude that you, you're taking for granted in this moment. And Hot Mess Matthew is coming in hot. Yeah. It almost sounds like a child complaining that he's, you oh, know, yeah. I've got an armed guard. Mm. Ooh, <laughs> Why are they making me do this? So now we're back in London. <laughs> Louisa and Kit are pretty trashed and playing with handguns. <laughs> no big deal. <laughs> Oi! You're waking up the whole of the Black Friars. What do you two think you're up to? Nothing to be concerned. Move along. It's my concern that you're out past curfew. So you and your little whore. Best make yourself scarce. Yikes. Oh, my God. Yeah, the Night Watch is not pleased. Yeah, what did you guys think of this? I loved it. I love the way they staged it. I love how loche and dissolute Kit was. I mean, the way he's just sort of like lounging on that box with his hand, you know, hand on his knee and and just watching her just do crazy shit. I mean, it was like, why are you such a bad shot at first until she shoots the guy? (laughs) I know. And the way they, it kind of sets up the intimacy between them, the way they, they frame the shots and they're so close together and he's supposedly teaching her how to shoot. And yeah, it kind of really cements that, oh Lord, this is not going to end well. Well, apparently he was a really good teacher because she got him. She got the night watch for sure. Yeah. And the fact that he was like, oh man, this is not good. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> we gotta go <laughs> oh man back on the road with Matthew and Diana Diana is basically knocked the fuck out I mean Matthew tells her it's gonna be a long hard journey like he wakes her up she's kind of sleeping on the ground on a makeshift mm-hmm. sleeping bag and Matthew tells her it's gonna be a long hard journey and he loves her entirely uh, just in case you know and we right. get him on core <laughs> yes we do yes yes we do how many have we gotten so far has anybody keep, been keeping count I think that was the first yeah I do too oh. I didn't remember any oh my goodness. so okay I'm gonna disclose this the three of us watched Watch this episode together. And do you guys remember me yelling? It's like, keep it moving, Diana, when she's seeing the ravages of war and they're writing. At one point, Diana's looking at a burning building and she's like, we need to check for survivors. Do you guys remember me saying, get this stuff, Diana? Don't worry about it. <laughs> yes. <laughs> All oh I know, God. too, is, okay, we know how the story unfolds, but TV, me t- as a TV viewer, I really didn't know if she was going to jet off and ride down there. I thought there was a possibility. <laughs> I mean, even though I'm even knowing the books as well as we do, I'm kind of like, you know what? In, in this timeline, it's entirely possible. Yes. Just gonna like... <laughs> 
and bring some witch water on and put out the fire. Who right, knows? Right. Who knows? It's a brave new world we're in. We need to check for survivors. No, keep it going. Yeah. That's also TV viewer me. I'm like, am I that callous? I'm just like, come on, let's get this going. <laughs> keep on. Keep like, on keeping Jesus, on. Why are we spending so much time like worrying camping? about that? Yeah. <laughs> Get to Septuors. Get to the good stuff. Why are we doing this? Right. <laughs> so the further we go, Diana is just getting more tired and then she falls out. I mean, she's like, falls out. It's like, you know, us driving into the ditch because one of us fell asleep. I mean, yeah. she just flat out falls off the horse. Would that hurt? I mean, oh, well, we've already established that Diana doesn't get hurt very hard. Yeah. No. I mean, it's something that they didn't, not that they didn't think about, but presumably they're all vampires. Yeah. You know, so... Mm-hmm. She's the only warm blood that, you know, and they're just like, let's just ride along and not even think. Matthew, wake up. <laughs> Matthew swooped her up and they ride together. He's like, oh, I knew this was a difficult journey. And then she's like, yeah, I, I still need to go. So, you know, yeah. keep riding, man. So she needs to get in front of a fire. So Pierre takes her by the fire. Come and get warm. That's it. You need your strength for Centaur. You should get some sleep. Best be rested for what is ahead. You as well. I get it, Pierre. No one can hide the truth from Philippe. No one. No matter how hard they try. I'm sorry. It's just everything that Matthew and I have been through. All that we have endured. I'll be damned if I'm going to allow his stepfather to be the one thing that gets between us. Surely he wants Matthew to be happy. To be with someone he loves. Someone who loves him. All I know is that my lord will need you at Setor. You must be his guiding light. She takes out her frustration on him because he's giving advice. I mean, they all seem really worried about her facing Philippe. Right. And she's sick of it at this point. But here's the thing, though. I mean, yeah, it's unsolicited advice. But I think everyone realizes that Matthew is not the best at giving people the tools they need to succeed, shall we say? Yeah. Yeah. So nobody's counting on Matthew to tell her what she needs to know. And and he's kind of given half-ass explanations and cautions and it's all cautionary tales it's all it's like i said hot mess matthew is on full display in this yeah Yeah. it's almost like we're in phase three of operation matthew's not the same man first it was hamish then it was kit then gallo glass said don't let him lose himself and then Pierre comes in with you have to be the light so it's all about matthew actually it's not even advice like hey let me give you advice about you and how you should react it's all about helping matthew because he's not going to be the same man when he's in front of philippe Yeah. yeah And also, everybody's telling Diana, it's your job to keep Matthew stable. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, which, which would piss me off. It's like, wait a minute, isn't he an adult? I mean, I mean, we're going to his parents' house and you're telling me to keep his shit straight? Really? Yeah. yeah. Really? Like, and this is part of everybody knows he has blood rage except for Diana. Yes. Yeah. It's part of that whole deal. And it's like, she doesn't have a piece of this information. Everybody coming at her with advice. I'd be pissed too. And I'm happy she apologized to Pierre after. Thank you. <laughs> we got a lord out of him. We got yes. A lord. Oh. Yes. His, his malord. We'll pretend it's in a French accent. We'll pretend. Yes. <laughs> but it was still lovely. Yes. Uh, yes. He did give her good advice, but the way this advice is coming in fractured little segments, it'd be annoying to me, too. So, yeah. Mm, I mean, no guarantees. I think I might have snapped harder than Diana. I don't know. So true. All right, so now they're laying in a tent, and Diana starts feeling frisky. Now, this is, of all the things to notice, it's kind of stupid in one respect. Even though we didn't get Cardinal Joyas, we got the ring. Yes, we yes. did. He actually has two rings on, I noticed. One is an aquamarine, 
on his ring finger on his left hand, and then he had a pinky ring on the other hand, which I'm guessing is the Declare Mountain ring. Yeah, that was a good observation. I, I didn't notice that the first time, but the second time around on the rewatch, I, I did notice, and it made me think of the rings you found, Gene, and Val, you can put that in the show notes too. That of the... Yeah, from because uh, uh, he put, put up a ring this morning on his Facebook page that I suspect might be part of everything that's in this season. Oh. But he didn't label it specifically as being from Discovery of Witches, but it certainly looks like it could have been. Okay. Dan and Gail Jeweler or something like that is Goldsmith is the name of it. Oh. All right. So let's talk about this rejection. Me, I was like, no, when she said, then give yourself to me. Yeah. Hello. <laughs> and then she gets totally cock blocked again. Yeah. Not yet. No fucking <laughs> man. <laughs> Come on. Yeah, it was like, are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? But the thing was, this letter, you know, shirts flying off and this and that. She's on top of him and he's like, "Mm, nah. Yeah. No. Oh, man. He needed to be bitch slapped so bad. I wonder, what, I wonder what TV viewers were thinking. I do, too. I Especially do too. since it was pretty clear that they got hot and heavy in season one. Right. And we didn't get the no, not yet. No, not yet in season one. And the other thing that I thought was really strange is that like she's like heading south and he pulls her up like, no, don't do that. And then makes like they're going to do cowgirl. And then it's like, yeah, no, none of it. It's like. <laughs> no, no reciprocity, even really huh? nothing. What? It's like, what the, is what? it the tent? Is it? <laughs> well, see, I, I, that was my whole thing, too. It's like, you're going to have them do their first time in a tent, really? No, I would have been there for it had it happened. Yes, I don't know. <laughs> Gene, I love it. You're so tender uncomfortable. and uncomfortable. <laughs> yeah. I'd be more uncomfortable for him than her if they would have like proceeded as they began. <laughs> For me, I'm like, yeah, I'm down for it. Cool. <laughs> no, no, you're not. <laughs> and rejection, Matthew. And then she, I loved how she did the guy. She just rolled over like, well, fine then. So the next morning, he leaves her a gift, flower and pants, a little flower and some pants. Mm-hmm. The pants. Thank you. Yes, finally. I mean, they should have done that from the get go. What would have been the problem for her doing that from the get go? Right. You didn't think of these things. I mean, I swear, if you would have put a man on a side saddle, he would have said, oh, this <laughs> this won't do. Right. <laughs> this will not do. So anyway, and Pierre's headed to Bohemia at this point to get them lodging and to meet up with Gallagher. So goodbye, Pierre. We love you. Oh, one thing about the pants. Mm-hmm. Um, was that a broom flower on top of it? I'm not sure. I didn't get a good close yeah, look it at it. So dry, yeah. I couldn't tell. Yeah. It kind of had the many branches. That's why I thought maybe it was broom. I'd have to look at it again. Yeah. Normally when I see when I associate broom, I associate it because we have it growing wild where I live. Mm-hmm. I associate it with like really tiny yellow flowers. So yeah. yeah. And it and it was dried, but it has still had those really tiny evidence of all those tiny little flowers either that or it looked like dried out queens and lace yeah although i don't think they would have called it that back then (laughs) (laughs) no i don't think so (laughs) so now off they go again but they stop to view septur from a distance it kind of looked like a scenic pull out on the highway (laughs) it did (laughs) of transylvania maybe too All you needed was those binoculars as you put a quarter in. (laughs) That are attached to the cement. Yeah. So Matthew tries giving Diana advice on how to handle Philippe again. You know, I say again because I'm getting annoyed. Because, you know, Matthew's just such a font of helpful advice when it comes to that because he does it so well himself. Yes. Mm -hmm. I wish I could prepare you for whatever is about to happen. Do not try and read Philippe. I spent centuries with my father and I can never tell what he's thinking. Isabel didn't exactly welcome me with open arms. Neither did I. It's you I'm worried about. I can see how hard this has been. When we lose someone we love, we give... Anything to have them back, even just for a moment. But the reality of that is quite different. Yes. I've lost so, so many people. 
I've always found a place for them in my heart. But it's a wound that never heals. And when I see Philippe again, that wound will be ripped open. So she's just taking it in and she's like, all right, let's just get to getting. We got to get there anyway. Yeah. Off they go again. They arrive at Septour, the nighttime arrival, and we enter the castle. They're playing this dread music. If I didn't know better, it's like, oh, we're entering this castle. What the fuck's going on here? And they're playing this dread music. It's like, oh, God, what are they facing? So as we see Septour, the inside, complete with the checkerboard walls, it seems kind of familiar. Yeah. Diana says it was always so empty, but now it's full of people. But Matthew made a comment saying it's still empty. Yeah. <laughs> you know. <laughs> and then everything is so dark. I mean, yeah. yeah. They arrive under the cover of darkness. There's torches everywhere. And it's familiar, but it's not. I mean, from a viewer standpoint, this, it's Septours, but it's not the Septours that we've become familiar with. Right. Yeah. Yep. A little pleasant chateau. Yeah. Right. And the funny thing is, is it the fact that there are gates everywhere. The Roman style fountain that was in the courtyard, which is, that's the first time we've ever seen it, which is also clue us in more to Philippe's background. Mm-hmm. The just like you said, the music is kind of dread, foreboding. Mm-hmm. Yeah, foreboding music. The gates remind me of Juliet and how Gerbert kept her a captive in the the villa. Oh wow, good observation. Yeah, because they're, the gate style is very similar. So it's kind of like yeah, it's a tour, but it's not. Mm. At least to me, I think that kind of lets Diana's guard down just a little bit. I mean, yeah, she knows that she's going to meet Philippe in a second, but the last time yeah. that they were at set tour, it was warm and inviting. They had a little cozy fireplace. They had electricity. They were playing, you know, a record on the phonograph. It was just and a completely different vibe. And- yeah. Yeah. yeah, I mean, this is like the flip side of that coin. And the only thing mm-hmm. cold there was really Isabel at right. the time, you yeah. know. Who she went over. Yeah, eventually. Yeah. What did you guys feel? And we we did watch this episode together. But what were your feelings when you heard Mateos? Oh, God. It's just like shivers up my spine. I, I like, just remember oh, a squeeze. It's like vibrating. It's like, <laughs> yeah. here it is. This is the moment. It's not a deal breaker in any sense, but I really did want him to go, Antoine, you know, yeah. to enter. I know. <laughs> I know. And it, just the movie Matthew st- hesitates at the gate and all you get is, it's not even high, it's just explain yourself. Ah! Yeah. And he, of course, is like, don't even get his face at first. And that's pretty much it. You get, explain yourself. And not even, explain yourself. It's more, explain yourself. Quiet. You know what, and though, to me, that's more intimidating. It is. And I, I do that all the time to my own kids. <laughs> right. I'll be like, and, and I'll just look at them, like Philippe did, and yeah. I'm waiting. That's yeah. right. And <laughs> like Matthew didn't know what to say. He's like, well, and I do that all the time at work. I'm like, okay, what happened? Well, yeah. <laughs> you know, it's like he's tapping his fingers waiting. Yeah, you're going to go with that. Right. And, you know, you brought this witch with you and she's like, I'm a weaver. Mm. And he's like, mm, yeah, whatever, like, sweetheart. Girl, whatever. That ain't new. <laughs> do I look impressed? Right. I'm old. I've seen some shit. Whatever. <laughs> Like, so you're a weaver. Okay. And that really gets to me because Philippe knew about weavers, but Matthew's like, eh, I've never seen them, so they don't exist, which yeah. kind of gives us an idea of how old Philippe is. Right. Like, yeah. way old. Like, if he's seen that and he's like, I have seen all kinds of shit. The way James Purfoy plays us, he's so casual about it. Yeah. But not in a, like a sloppy sort of way, but it is so matter of fact and so I don't have time to be trifling with your crap right now let's yeah. just it's like, cut to it I, I mean I'm a perfect parent as an example of that you know parents when we were kids especially the parents that were extremely difficult growing up mm-hmm. your kids cannot get away with shit mm-hmm. no because when my kids used to try stuff it's like yeah I did that too <laughs> stop lying because I everything yeah. you, you're trying I've done and perfected so yes. what else you got <laughs> Yeah. You know? even, even my mom had told me one time and I don't remember even saying this but she said, you know, and don't think you're going to do this, this and this. And we and it's either me or my sister said, yeah. 
how do you know what we're going to do before we even do it? <laughs> yeah, uh, I was I, I, I was your age once. Yeah, I was your yeah. age, and you guys There's are nothing of new me. under the sun, right? <laughs> I made you guys, so yeah. you know you're pretty much baby me. So mm-hmm. I know you're what you're going to yes. try. Okay, so we find out Hubbard told on him. Like he said, Philippe figures it out, and they are out of time. He yeah. figures that out. It's like, yeah, he's yeah. just like, yeah, and yeah, and. Mm-hmm. And Diana's like, I love Matthew. He loves me. That's all you need to know. And then Philippe spills the beans on the mating. Yo. And Matthew's Ooh. like, no, no, don't tell him that. <laughs> you can you can just see the puzzle pieces. He just keeps, or if you have a card analogy, he just keeps putting down his next card and everything starts snapping into place. And it, like he started with the weaver and then he started with the mating. I mean, yeah. it's like you just know the wheels are turning and what card yeah. is coming next. Right. And Matthew's been trying to get away with this. And <laughs> his head nod when Matthew's like, fine, I'm going to go. And he's like, yeah, whatever. Mm-hmm. Right. You can, you can mean, just see Philippe thinking, all right, I'm not going to push you right now. I'll put a pin in it. But trust me, I took a mental note. Yeah. yeah. And he is uh, mm-hmm. perfectly. I mean, he's so subtle, but he is godly yeah. and godlike in this whole scene because he's just like the cross between the puppet master and I've already seen what's happening down the road. Y'all aren't going to get out in front of me. And mm-hmm. it's hard to explain. I mean, when we watched it all together, I have my first watch. I think we were all just so overwhelmed and so happy. Yes. But when I reviewed it for this episode and started soaking things in at first view, I'm like, they really kind of downplayed the fact that he's a demigod. Mm-hmm. Then it was like watching it this time is like, no, they didn't. No. <laughs> I was just all entranced by the shiny and so happy to be. It's the old, I'm so happy to be here. Right. I don't even know what's going on. That on multiple viewings, it it's just gets better and better. It does. Please don't doubt my feelings for Diana. Surely you are the one with doubts. If this relationship truly meant something to you, please don't. You would have consummated it by now. Did you really expect me not to know? You both are very distinct sense. And as you know, if you are mated, that's enough. You're tired. Your room should be ready. I do hope you don't expect to share a bed. So needless to say, Matthew's in trouble. Oh, yeah. (laughs) I mean, Diana's like, oh, you fucking lied to me. Get the fuck out. And then he's like, it's it's complicated again. (laughs) It's complicated. But Diana, no. Nah, she magics him out of there like, boosh. She pushes him and he's like flying across the room. It's like she cracked him so hard that he flew backwards. (laughs) I mean, yeah, she she was pissed. She was like, then you had that witchly concussion in the visual, too. I know. Peak pissed. Oh, man. And he's he's growling. He's yeah. down the hall growling. So Philippe gets an earful from Matthew. And Philippe is so calm when he schools Matthew. He's Uh, like, yeah. Yes. Well, you were lying to her. He's like, I wasn't lying to her. I didn't lie. Blah, blah, blah. And he's just sitting there in his shirt sleeves. I'm like, oh, right. Philippe's like, dude, why don't you eat less? You're hangry. You need to sleep. I, just, well, yeah. I love how he just like totally changes the topic. Yeah. <laughs> that, that's what angers people in real life when someone's so calm and you're like, oh. And the best part of it is, is it's like you want to just like, Matthew just wanted to go off and he's just like changing the topics. Like, I'm done with that. You just need to move on. Right. <laughs> it's so dismissive and it's so perfect. You need to go hunting in the morning. I mean, yeah. basically, eat a Snickers. You're not you when you're hungry. And it's kind of like, you're pissed at me for something I haven't even done yet. Right, yeah. right. What the hell? And Matthew's just like, ah, don't, don't make me talk about this. 
So Philippe is wondering what's going on in the present time that Matthew's yeah. just so disconnected from Philippe. He's like, what up, son? <laughs> you know, of course, Matthew can't say anything. Yeah. Um, Which makes it all that much worse. No, but the fact right. that Philippe figures it out, that's like one more puzzle piece. He's just so methodical. He's a methodical thinker. He's a methodical yeah. speaker. Mm-hmm. And Matthew Good, the way just oh, his face He's, and his facial expressions and the way he looks so anguished is just so perfect. I yeah. know. It's, it's really funny when everybody is saying you can't read Philippe and it's like but you can't help but read every Matthew's showing every single yes. thing on his face yeah. he is like the worst poker player in the world yeah it's amazing to Here. me okay Whew. we're done with Philippe he's given Matthew orders to go hunting because he's hungry <laughs> well and, and when they first yeah. met Philippe he's like you're tired which I hated hearing that as a kid maybe that set me off <laughs> but you were <laughs> I know we're overtired you needed a good nap yes Though everybody was kind of acting like pouty toddlers at that point in time. <laughs> yes. The next morning, housekeeping comes into Diana's room. Housekeeping. Katrine. She's listed as female servant in the... Uh, oh, we don't even... She doesn't even get a name. Boo. No, no, no. And it's played by Andy McKay. So let's give her her due. Very yes. good, Andy McKay. Very yeah. good. Anyway, Diana's not having it. She's like, mm, I don't want to get up. <laughs> I don't want to get up. Uh, Diana's not having it, but neither is the chambermaid. No, she's like, I have orders from Philippe. I'm not leaving. Yeah, yeah she's just standing there like, mm, she's no, like, this, well, this is not how this ends. <laughs> and then Diana finally, you know, gives in. She's like, okay, I'm getting up. Whatever. Mm. And she's greeted by Philippe, who's explaining his decision. It's like, hey, you know, I had to do what I had to do. So yeah. what you going to do about it? <laughs> you know? And he greets her and he gives her the set of keys to the house. Now, what did you guys think about this as far as him giving her the keys? And he meant it as basically, this is a compliment to you. You're the head lady. Here you go. She ain't having it. Me as Diana, I get it. <laughs> I mean, being modern... Number one, I'm not handling your household. Number two, oh, okay. After all that shit yesterday, you're giving me the keys and that I'm supposed to be flattered. Thank you. And after he had explained, hey, this is a gesture. This is a kind mm-hmm. gesture. She's like, okay, great. Where's the library? And he's like, yeah, we don't lock up the library, bitch. Yeah. <laughs> she's kind of ungrateful. I mean, they're coming here to get ask him for help and she's being kind of ungrateful. <laughs> it's like, this is not how you're going to get what you want. Haven't they figured that out yet? It's like, yeah, Philippe is pretty implacable. You got to play the game his way to get what you want out of him. He's not telling you he's not going to give it to you. But, you know, there are hoops you need to jump. I'm not so sure they're there for help in this case. I think they're still in the mode of, well, you called us here, so. Right. Yeah, so I, I'm kind us. of torn. Let's get out yeah. of here. Yeah. We, we got to go. I mean, I, I, as the TV, just as a pure TV viewer, I thought when he explained, it's a gesture, a mark of my respect. I'm like, oh, okay. Yeah. I can, I can accept that. Yeah. yeah. And then I was surprised that at being a historian, she didn't. Right. That's kind of what was, I mean, even as a TV viewer, that's, that's where I, I was kind of puzzled. It's like, wait, mm. isn't this your history, your period of history? Yeah, this is your wheelhouse, isn't it? Yeah, and I mean, and the the material culture of that time is like the lady in Keys to the Household and the Chatelaine was very much a symbol of power. So I was kind of puzzled by her reaction at that, but... I chalked it up to her being hangry and right. upset and annoyed, annoyed with her husband and you know. everyone. I do love the, more so in season this season than last season. We get direct quotes from the book. So reading books rarely leads to bad behavior is a direct book quote. Yes. Yeah. And Diana, she's like, oh, really? <laughs> You'd be amazed, dude. <laughs> right. So Diana's given access to the library. Meanwhile, Matthew's out hunting. So like Hamish demonstrated in last season. Hunting mm-hmm. is good to calm his ass down. He seems to flow into it and he does feel better when he comes back. Hunting is to Matthew what rowing is to Diana. Yes! Meanwhile, inside the chateau, a witch has come to call on the, the Claremonts and he's escorted in. And Philippe's like, really? Another witch? <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> yeah, was very sni- he was kind of sniveling and, and obsequious. 
obsequious, too. Yeah. So meanwhile, in the library, Diana decides to put on Isabel's ring on her finger. I don't know what prompted her to do that all of a sudden, yeah. but it's a good thing she did. Mm-hmm. Anyway, next thing we know, Philippe is entering with his guests and making introductions. And uh, this is Champier, blah, blah, blah. And oh. Philippe is telling all kinds of lies. And I, I, know, I know Diana is like, we, that's not true. That's a lie. That's not true. And next thing we know, Champier is going to work on her. I mean, he's got her head in his hands and he's the avarice in his eyes. Oh, Oh, my God. Yes. My apologies for the intrusion. A matter of some urgency has arisen. Allow me to introduce Monsieur André Champier. Monsieur Champier claims that he was summoned here. By you. I sensed a great power. It seems I was right. He asked to see you immediately. And you're immediately obliged? It is not for me to interfere in the business of witches. And you say she has no recollection whatsoever of her past? No. I was most fortunate my son found her when he did. That's not true. Please. I'm here to help. I don't need help. Fear not. There are ways to unlock painful memories. There are deep wounds here. Who has been feeding from you? Nobody. Traitor. No. You are the traitor. We shall see. What's this? Nothing. Ah! Sir Philippe, I'm afraid you have a traitor in your house. A traitor who keeps secrets. But they are secrets I can easily extract. This woman is not who she pretends. Your potential is of great interest to me. You will thank me, my dear. I will remove all that haunts you. What are you talking about? Your memories... Give them to me. They're mine! He's like, I'm just there. I'm almost there. I'm getting closer. I'm like, oh my God. Yeah, super creepy. Yeah. He was, she was like getting off on it. It was like, oh, this is disturbing. The avarice he had for other people's secrets was way worse than both Domenico and Gerbert. Oh and Father God. Hubbard. And Hubbard. Yes. yes. Gimme, 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 gimme. He was in a trance when he's going after Diana's thoughts. Oh, yeah. I mean, Philippe was standing by, but that still was very bold that he's going to seize a guest of the house in that manner. I mean, my goodness. Yeah. His face, though, Philippe was like, should I stop this? I think I should stop this. <laughs> had, he, had he not made the remark about if my wife had been home, you would have gotten a far different welcome. It made me believe then that he didn't call Champier there on purpose. Yeah, that's true. So she screams. I mean, bloody murder scream. And Matthew's outside tying up the horses and then he takes off and he shows up and Diana instinctively summons Matthew's knife as soon as he's in the doorway and stabs Champier. And that's where we end with Me and the Devil by Soap and Skin. Yes. Which is actually an old Robert Johnson blues song. And what gets even more interesting, he is the blues man who the legend about, the legend surrounding him is that he sold his soul to the devil at the crossroads in order to Mm -hmm. play guitar. Right. And the song is about the devil coming to collect. Yeah. And again, about the crossroads. And I I think it's just so perfect for, mm-hmm. the, for meeting Philippe because it, it also kind of sets up that whole, is he or isn't he? He's not of this world. Is he good? Is he evil? Is, is he going to help them? Isn't he? Or does everybody just make their deal with the devil that is Philippe and end up selling their soul over to the to Claremonts? Yeah. Now that you say that, I only interpret it because of what you said. But when you say crossroads and the deal you make is to me, Diana making the deal with the goddess in season one. And that pretty too. soon she's going to collect. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Maybe like one more episode. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That, that's true. Too. That's that's entirely true, too. God, Angela, I, I got so tied into the gendered aspect of it. I didn't even think about it that way. Though the goddess really is more like a capricious devil than Philippe is in this instance, because if we think about it, Philippe sold his soul to the devil already, too. Mm-hmm. 
True. You guys, though, it's like uh, hearing you guys' explanations, I'm like, huh, that's the way to look at it. Because when I thought me and the devil, I thought Diana with Matthew. It's like that me too. and the devil. And I'm yeah. like, oh. That too. Right. <laughs> Who the fuck did I tie myself to? <laughs> yeah. Because at this point in time, she truly does not know. I mean. No. I, I mean, she keeps saying, I'm yours forever. I'm yours forever. Here's Here, take this. This is yours. And then it's like, oh, honey. <laughs> You, you are not paying attention to the hot mess happening all around you. No. Mm. Anything else to comment on before we go into the spoiler zone, guys? I don't think so. Mm. I don't think so. I think we're good. I think we were cusping on the spoiler zone. So yes. I have to stop yes. us. <laughs> I was going to say, the, the song was a great transition into the spoiler zone, That's frankly. That's right. So those of you who don't want book spoilers, yeah, get the fuck out. I'm just <laughs> kidding. Bye. <laughs> stop the episode here and we'll talk to you all next week. Jean just gave you her demon kiss and we're off. And for the rest of you who don't care about spoilers, blah, blah, blah. Wait for us after the break and we'll get into the spoiler zone. This podcast is available on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever you like to listen to your podcasts. You can contact us, send us your thoughts, email us at demonsdiscuss at gmail.com, leave us a voicemail at 360-519-7836, by the way, your carrier rates apply here, or leave one for free on SpeakPipe, speakpipe.com slant demonsdiscuss. Now, if you can't remember any of that, go to go.demonsdiscuss.com slant contact and all that information will be there. You can also become a discusser there, fill out the form and bam, you're a discusser. And the link to join our Facebook group is there too. Visit our main site, demonsdomain.com. And if you really feel like deep diving, go to visit.demonsdomain.com slant master post. And you can read interviews, geek out with weekly geeks about all Souls Universe. Read about the characters. Keep that geek flag flying, guys. Do you like what we do? Help us fund what we do. Go to patreon.com slant demons discuss. Make sure you follow us on social media. We are on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram, all at Demons Discuss. If you're liking what you're hearing and you want to tell the world about it, leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. We love them. We read them. It's wonderful. Also, it keeps Angela alive and we need her around, okay? Keep Angela alive. It's just an observation. When after Diana fell off her horse and she's riding with Matthew on his horse and she's kind of leaning into him, not sleeping, but she's kind of dreamy, very tired, Uh fatigued. And she says, I go wherever you go in very slumbery sounding way. And it reminded me of book one when he was comforting her after I think when after Jillian gave the pictures and he was she was knocked out. Yeah. And she kind of she's sleeping, but she says, I can be brave for both of us. Yes. Yes. And then it like pulls me back to what Gallowglass just said. Do not lose him. Pierre says, my lord will need you at set tour. You must be the guiding light. Yes. It just reminded that like, I don't know, it just seems to all blend together that those scenes and book one. Mm -hmm. Yeah, true. It's like they pulled it forward and pulled it back. And then the other thing, yes, we don't get the scenery and we don't get to troop through Mount St. Michelle. But the thing is, they really made the point with his Catholicism in the earlier episodes, as far as his priest hole and praying up in his secret office that in some ways we don't really need the cardinal to drive the point home that hey he's a catholic hiding in mm-hmm. protestant right. england yeah the right. fact that he did reconciliation with father hubbard in the previous episode kneeling on the hard yes. stone floor that was enough i think yeah i think so too and i mean the book we don't get to see all that going on with kit and louisa all those months that they're gone no Mm-mm. and that was all so incredibly eye-opening and satisfying for me to see because I had a feeling that this is what was going on. That she's been whispering in his ear for months at yes. this point. By the time yes, we so meet her is... in the books, we had no idea when they got together, when they no. started conspiring, when they... Or, or no. how that all played out. But here we get to see bits and pieces of it and it's like, oh man, she's winding him up. Yeah. Big yeah. time. Now I have something for you to think about. Mm-hmm. So when Domenico visits Setur in Discovery, which is in the book, yeah. and they say that he knew Louis very well. Can you imagine Louisa and Domenico running around Venice? Oh what kind of trouble God. they must have gotten in? Well, can you imagine it, what kind of trouble they were getting into? And then she like pops off to England and is like, oh, Venice is such a bore. You're right. <laughs> Holy <laughs> shit. <laughs> Holy shit. 
She makes Juliet look like child's play in Venice. Oh, oh my, my God. God. <laughs> and then I keep thinking, you know, I know in the books, Matthew loved his sister. He really did. Yes. Just from the first description of her mm-hmm. painting, it's like, I love my sister, but every bad choice there was to make, Louisa, she made it. She made yes. them, you know. And she came to visit him. What for? You know, I, I keep thinking, what was he like? <laughs> you know, yeah. it's like when you say to somebody, what do you like, dude? You know? It's yeah, like, it's like, what was 1590s Matthew like it, that, like, again, that she decided to leave Venice and Domenico because he was boring her? Yeah. I mean, she was definitely a trouble magnet and an adrenaline junkie. Oh, God. For sure. Talk so about avarice. Like, Bad idea? Avarice in her eyes. <laughs> Just, yeah. yes. Yes, oh, please. Yeah. More. Right. Yes. And Elaine Cassidy is perfection. <laughs> oh, my God. Give it all to me. Uh, uh. Which makes me wonder, and only Deb knows for sure, but why would Isabeau turn Louisa? Because presumably she was this way as a human. And then just this is like Louisa 2.0 on steroids as a vampire. And, and think about if Louisa and Louis were twins and he is just like, yeah, so incredibly debauched. It's not even funny. <laughs> I really I mean, feel like Isabel had a really soft spot for broken things. Yeah, that could be. <laughs> I mean, judging on Matthew, Louisa, just the two of them, it's like, dude committed suicide. And, and Isabel's like, well, let's fix that. Yeah. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> well, and I don't even know if it's broken things. It's like, I wasn't ready to be, you know, he was still entertaining me. He made me, he, he was my surrogate child I didn't get to have as a human. Or maybe she thought she can fix them. Oh, maybe she saw some kind of potential in Matthew. He can make something of this life. You know, it doesn't well, have to be so, He made something of that life. Not <laughs> yeah. quite what she was thinking at, the, at first, though. <laughs> no. no. I mean, that, and that's just my speculation on Isabel, just based on her choice of children. But on the other hand, too, the Isabel back then, especially with, with Louisa, mm-hmm. it may have also been some portion, you know, there was some part of it was like attracting like. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So, Another thing I have written down, this episode was all about the journey, which is true to the books because mm-hmm. half the time they were just traveling. But the difference is they're not roughing it like they are in this TV show. Oh, right. oh man, it's like sleeping rough. That's like, oh, no, they were, staying, they were staying in friends' palaces. They were, oh, I think mm-hmm. on our Pinterest board, we even had like pictures of some of these places yes. they stayed at yeah. along the way. And glamping yeah. is probably even an understatement. I know. <laughs> Everywhere she went, I mean, they had a fire, a place for her to lay down, you know, servants, servants. And I mean, they had servants along the way. I'm like, Pierre. (laughs) Poor Pierre. I know. Poor Pierre. Mm. I wanted to bring this up, Jane, because we got into a conversation before we hit play. Yeah. About Diana's petulance. And the first thing Jean noticed was Diana was petulant. And I kept thinking to myself, I would be petulant in her situation. I would need to be, go sit in the corner. I'm serious. I just, are you kidding me? That's like the worst thing in the world for you not to give me half of the information, give me advice on how I need to act when I don't have the full picture. And it would get tiring after a while. It's like, no, first gal glass. Now, Matthew repeatedly, he did it more than once. Mm -hmm. And then Pierre, although I didn't like that she snapped at Pierre, I get it. Mm -hmm. But the funny thing is, too, is the difference between in that conversation we had before is is, and there's a couple of other things going on because one, not having that scene at at the Abbey is she doesn't have Mm -hmm. that that light bulb moment. Right, the Renaissance true. prince and that he is not you know, that moment of clarity where it's like wait a minute there's so much I don't know about him because I don't think she's she's admitted that to herself even on this journey it's like everybody's giving me all this advice I know Matthew blah 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 you know I know right. him so well he's he is my heart blah 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 but again the petulance is also kind of explained away by they made this journey a lot more miserable on TV <laughs> right? yes and then you won't let me have sex what yeah. <laughs> on top of it, <laughs> on top of it all it's just I, I feel like why is everybody warning me against him warning me off of him when obviously I mean if I were Diana obviously I have taken this man mind. I've made up my mind I but you guys are not giving me the full picture why is everybody telling me how I need to handle Philippe when they know something it's like if you know something please share it mm-hmm. with me right. don't give me <sighs> obscure little points of advice 
where I don't even know where they're coming from. And this occurs to me just even right now is like everybody's giving her advice that is related to both Matthew and handling Philippe. And it's about handling Philippe's reaction to Matthew because they've all spent enough time with him now to realize how fucking different he is. Yeah. Right. Right. And nobody knows why he's so different. Right. But they know that he is and they all know Philippe well enough and to that's know the that bit of information she doesn't have. Get a bunch. It's going to get a huge reaction out of him and it's not going to be good. Right. Yeah. But, it should not have been Philippe informing Diana about Matthew's nature. It, somebody else should have stepped up. Yeah. If I were Diana, I'd be like, why am I just hearing about this now? Oh, yeah. Well, it's Matthew. It's hot mess Matthew. Yeah. We, we never got to the shadow of night when we did our panel on hot mess Matthew, but <laughs> no, yeah, no. you right. get to see him on the screen. Yeah. <laughs> He's all right there. Yeah. See, this is distinctly different, though, from the books, because we don't we had no yeah. idea about blood rage in the books at this point. We still yeah. had yet to find out. And so when we're making the journey to set tour, we think it's going to be so difficult for Matthew because of what happens in Philippe's demise. He's the one that right. has, yeah. is responsible for it. And in the, the show, we have Gallo Glass warning Diana. We have Pierre. But these are this is 1590 Gallo Glass and Pierre. They have no idea even. How Philippe's right. demise is met. Yeah, but they know, but they know this Matthew's different and he's acting. Yes. He's not acting himself. Right. Which and, is enough. And they probably figure, shit, she's going to find out about blood rage. There's yeah. no doubt oh, about yeah, it. Oh, that, yeah, that, that's coming. <laughs> <laughs> so when he says, don't lose him and be the guiding light, I mean, that's blood rage to me. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. And I, I think Diana's like, what the fuck are you guys talking yeah, it's about? Like a, it's like yeah. a riddle. You know, it's like almost like, let me tell you this, but it's not my tale to tell. So I'm not going to tell yeah. you everything. We're all going to talk in circles and give you advice, but not tell you why you need it. Right. Right. So, I mean, I think she snapped at Pierre because he was probably the easiest recipient. It's not like he was going to snap back at her. Yes. So, no. He was an easy target. And for that, I'm sorry, Pierre. We love you. Anyway. Pierre, you did not deserve that. <laughs> you didn't deserve that. But she did apologize so she's forgiven for me anyway i can only speak for myself gene was like she was being so petulant and i'm like yeah but i would be too i mean yeah. i had to own up to myself i'm like I'd well i would say she was being so petulant compared to the books because she was she played things a lot smarter in the books yeah, she she was a lot of raw reaction on the screen, mm-hmm. which if we, and that's that's where my reaction was to that. It's like, wait a minute. Yeah. When, in comparison, by, by the time we were at, the, at this point in the book, she was being smarter about everything. And in the book, she was in awe of Philippe. Quite honestly, she yeah. he was the most breathtaking creature she'd ever seen. She could feel his power. And it yeah. just seemed like I'm, I, I'm powerful. Yeah. yeah, she was being I'm a weaver, smart. Damn it. Yeah. She was being smart, <laughs> a smart ass like she was when she was snippy with Sarah. Yeah, right. She's kind of disrespectful in that sense. Yeah. The whole time watching this the second time, I was like, yeah, I feel you, girl. Mm hmm. (laughs) Yeah, <laughs> I was being petulant too. Just like, well, y'all, and then, and then another thing. It's like, couldn't we do the pants thing from the beginning? Hello, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Who would have cared if I was riding side saddle or not? I mean, I'm with you, Matthew. Right? Don't you have some power or pull? Couldn't you bite somebody's face off if they looked at me sideways? <laughs> you know, I, I mean, that's just me. That's how I think. What else? Oh, Champier. I just wanted to mention him because we didn't get when they were doing the cast reveal. He was played by Paul Brennan. Uh And I thought for the little bit of time he got on screen, he scared the fuck out of me. Yeah, he was terrifying. It's like, just a little more. It's like, no. (laughs) It was, I mean... He made it so clear that what a violation it was. I mean, it was it was terrifying. Yeah, and all, all the little flashes of memory he was mm-hmm. getting, and it's like. Oof. And I was trying to watch Philippe's face because, as we know, this lesson and how you take how you can give memories or take memories is important mm-hmm. for later on. So I was trying to like, yes. is is because he, he wasn't saying anything in the book. He like acknowledges what Champier is doing. Oh, really? That is just like a extracting a tooth. Oh, that's interesting. You know, well, here he's, he's just yeah. holding her down. <laughs> yes, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And, and here he's just watching, but, you know, kind of side eyeing him like, hmm. And then yeah. at one point, his face was like, I should probably stop this. I don't, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if I'm well, down for this. Well, let's see what she's going to do. Yeah. <laughs> 
But we did eventually get the same explanation. It's like I, I had to see if she was loyal. I was like upset that we didn't get the old t- take him away. He's upsetting Madame. <laughs> right? I like, yeah, no. I know. <laughs> I was sort of crushed by that. Because and I was just like, it. I killed him. Let's throw a feast. I wanted that out of Perfway. I mean, right. I, I just think he would have delivered it so perfectly. <laughs> It's like, yeah, you and Diana are going to be married. It's like, I killed a guy. Yep. No, oh, well. We marry, we marry and it's bloodshed all the time. All the time. Yeah. No big deal. We're going to have a party. That's a it's our thing. <laughs> I mean, we talk about James Purefoy and Matthew Good and their performances, but I really feel Teresa really excelled in the Champier scene. I mean, with her screaming and the tears in her eyes and the look on her face. Mm-hmm. And I mean, she just seems to be getting better, as she should every episode. You know, she's really coming into the powerful witch that we want her to be. And mm-hmm. she emotes so well via facial expressions and she's done that since you know episode one season one mm-hmm. through her facial expressions mm-hmm. beyond the dialogue her facial expressions really mark how good she is with them she can communicate how she's feeling via her face very well and that's her strong point yes oh my god very good that, that was terrifying. Not unlike the thing with Satu when she just started screaming. Oh, the blood curdling mm-hmm. scream. Yes. Oh, my God. I mean, she'd be a great scream queen. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Uh, let me see here. What else? Anything else, you guys? I don't know why this episode seems so quick. Not our episode, but the episode. It just flew yeah, by. It, it just and there was so much. So much. It was the journey. It yes. was all about the journey. So it was a feast for the eyes as we went along. A lot less dialogue. Um, everything just. Oh, it was a good episode though. Loved it. Loved it. So oh, we're halfway agree. through the season. I know. Oh, I know. <laughs> That's crazy. <laughs> So I want to remind you guys, don't forget to chime in. Use our form on the show notes or the link in the episode notes, or you can write us or speak pipe us or call in and use our Google voice and say your thoughts on this episode. You know, well, we might have to. I mean, judging on the stuff that's coming in, guys, (laughs) we might have to split it into two episodes. Oh, my goodness. I know. It's really good. We're getting a lot of feedback from a lot of you. And I want to thank you for that. But keep it coming. Don't let me saying we're getting a lot of feedback stop you. No, no, no. We, we want to talk about it all. If we have to split it into two episodes at the end, we'll do that. Okay. Mm-hmm. So yeah, keep it coming. So anything else for anybody before we close it out? Mm-hmm. You're good. All right. Let's say goodbye, everybody. Bye, Bye. everybody. Bye. Demon kiss. And we'll talk to you all next week. Demons Discuss and Demons Domain are independent and not affiliated with Bad Wolf, Sky One, Sundance Now, and Shudder. Clips of the TV show and soundtrack are used for the purpose of commentary only. The soundtrack is an original score by Rob Lane and the Chamber Orchestra of London. The soundtrack is available for purchase on iTunes. 